0: Well, hello again, and welcome to the People Podcast. It's uh, Ryan Croxett here, Senior Pastor of uh, C3 People. And today I have a wonderful person with me. I have Carla Burrell. Hello. How are you, Carla?
1: Not too bad. How are you?
0: Really good. Good to have you on the podcast. Uh, I love your story, and I wanted to get you in because I think everything that uh, you've done and through your life and your whole story is inspiring. And so tell us firstly a little bit about yourself. You're a mum.
1: I am. I've got um, a lovely husband, Luke. Right. And I think we've been married 17 or (laughs) 18 years. Right. (laughs) Every year we're like uh, somewhere around there. It's
0: been a while. It's
1: been a while. How how young
0: did you get married then?
1: Uh, Now you're digging. Oh, geez. I snatched you from the cradle. I'm going to give your (laughs)
0: age away as well.
1: No, I was 23. Luke was a young 20. Right. Wow. Handsome and young. Um, yeah. That's
0: awesome. So, been married a while and yeah, you've got some lovely children. I
1: do. Yeah. Milo in year three, Lottie's in year one and Felix is nearly four.
0: My goodness. So, so you're, you're busy at home and busy elsewhere as well. Tell us a little a bit about uh, your work life. You and your hubby obviously do a number of different things or have done a number of things. Yeah. One of them was, obviously, for those that might know White Magazine, Mm -hmm. you were the originator, the pioneer, the visionary and publisher for that, right?
1: Yes, we did that um, for 12 years. Started that as young marrieds, not really knowing anything, but just wanting to inspire couples.
0: Right. Um, Celebrate marriage.
1: Celebrate marriage, yeah. um, We like to say that we wanted to see people's marriages as beautiful as their wedding day. Beautiful. So that they would flourish and and just be such a beautiful expression.
0: And you definitely did that. I mean, that magazine—it yeah. ended up going around the world, didn't it? Yeah, it, wasn't just it was
1: international.
0: It's printed here in yeah. Australia, but uh, printed all in
1: Newcastle. Newcastle.
0: Printed it? in Newcastle, yeah, but uh, broadcast to the world. Yes. Wonderful. So you did White Magazine, and then also you you, you started a number of businesses, kind of thing, and ventures yeah. together. Well,
1: my my background is actually in youth work, which I did for ten years. Worked for the Samaritans um, as a caseworker, and for juvenile justice and in the courts. Um, but when I married Luke, I was introduced to a whole new creative world, which has unleashed its own creativity in me which i'm so thankful for right um so him him and his brother talking real proper here yeah um they started a, a design video company when they were with mm-hmm. the and this year's actually the 20th year so oh my goodness 20 years um and it's just grown from strength to strength um and it's is that mezzanine media mezzanine yeah um, there's a lot of businesses that overlap. That's right. Yeah, mezzanine is where Luke operates and it's about helping businesses find their purpose um, which is really cool. And mezzanine operates within Inks which is a um, what do they call them? A, right? collaborative, a collaborative space. Co-working Co-work- space.
0: And and I got to say one of the cool spots in Newcastle. It's
1: cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice place to work. It's good when you walk in and you just feel inspired straight away. So, that's something that um, is part of the family businesses too. And there's a few other little things. Right. I just dibble and dabble in creative stuff.
0: I mean, you guys, out of that uh, space, you've made movies and documentaries and all kinds of incredible things. Mm. Uh, Hunter's School of Performing Art. No, what am I saying? Hunter Design School. School. Luke's operates mum. out of that as well you've got cafe out from i mean it's just a it's an inspiring place i'd encourage you every every in newcastle check out parry street and uh, drop in the inks it's it's yeah
1: more than welcome look for the big colorful mural
0: it's brilliant <laughs> i love it um amazing thank you You guys really have uh, achieved a lot together and it's beautiful actually there's a couple that you have work together together, but independently to really find your own space and have quite an impact both in Australia and beyond. Um, You started out in social work, so I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yep. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up in... It's a super interesting story, actually. So when I was in year 10, my family comes, well, we're living in Kara. There's a whole backstory before that. Which is where my dad was originally born, um, and Luke's mum ran this youth alive regional youth camp once yeah. a year called June Camp, and a group of us from Cowra used to go across to this youth camp, and she um, is just such an incredible woman communicator, and she, when you're sort of in, when you're in those conferences and a young person like you just really look up to these people and and want to be like them. Wow. And I'm I'm quite shy, I won't lie, I'm a shy person. But I got I, I made myself talk to her. Um and I was like, oh, I I can imagine I would be stumbling and stuttering. I'm like, I'm thinking about moving to America next year to to work as an intern in this church and she's like, Do it And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do it. Wow. So, so this is Luke's mum. Yeah. When you weren't so I married, obviously. Been like, I would have been 16. And I've got pictures with him. He's 14 in the background of my pictures. Like, big <laughs> pimple, pimple face. Um, so anyway, I moved to America.
0: Wait, were you interested in Luke at that point? Or not? No.
1: No. He's a, He's a kid. A dorky little boy. <laughs> um, moved, you moved to America? moved to America um, when I finished school. And I worked at this church as their summer intern. But I stayed for six months running all their programs. And then... Um, wow,
0: at what age? 18,
1: 18. Yeah, I turned 19 just before I left. Um, and at one point, I made this dorky little publisher newsletter, you know, the templates. Yeah. And sent it out. You used some word art. And, yep, love <laughs> word art. And for some reason, I sent one to Donna, Luke's yeah. mum. Um, she still has it, super embarrassing. Is that right? Um, and then when I came home, she rang me up and she's like, I want you to move to Dubbo and, and help run our AusLife team. Do you remember that? Yeah. So AusLife was part of Youth for Christ and travelled to high schools running programs about drug and alcohol relationships and all those peer management. Ah. So I moved to Dubbo and joined a team as me and two guys and we travelled the western region of New South Wales um, talking to kids, you know working why. with churches. Um... And I worked in Luke's school. He used to come to my lunchtime group. I had two other people that helped me, so there's three of us. And we've all married someone in that group.
0: Is that right? I know. No way.
1: Do school ministry, find a husband. (laughs) Find a (laughs) husband. I like (laughs) it. Not
0: not a good place. Not a bad place to, uh, yeah, find find a spouse. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, with with that kind of, yeah, you go into that. You did that for like twelve years. Yeah, so it? that's
1: where it started with Oz Yeah. then when I came, I moved to Newcastle because Luke moved here for studies. Yeah. And I, so I guess I followed him. Um, and then, yeah, I studied the Diploma of Youth Work and then started working at Samaritans. Wow. And then in Juvenile Justice and with the courts. So super interesting. And I mean. Dale, I worked at Dale's Young Mothers Dale Program as well. too. Oh,
0: that's a great program. Yeah, I love it. Did, um... So you obviously had some kind of calling, would you say, or desire to have a community impact then. did I'm interested to know, was, was that something that was in your heart as, it, as if you talk back to your childhood, was that yeah. something that was always there?
1: Yeah, I thought about that actually. Um, so my parents became Christians quite radically from a door knocker, like, no kept way. coming back to visit, and then that's I uh, know. So that's how that all happened. Wow! Um, and they sold everything, and they were like, "We're well, either all in, or we're not in." So sold everything. Um, we moved to Perth, and they went to a Bible College, and then we were on the mission field for the rest of my for my primary and high school years. Primary um, and high. School? So wow! Year Missions where? Four, Egypt and Scotland.
0: Oh, gosh, so you yeah. didn't go to Queensland. you mm-hmm. like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was... Yeah, my parents were like... I guess they had such an amazing revelation of God that, yeah, they were all in, so...
0: Egypt first.
1: Yeah, Egypt. Anyway, so back to your question. At that time, um, my perspective of what a missionary and serving was was really innocent. Yeah. And I was like, to be... Um, a missionary you have to go out to another country I was like when I finish school I have to be a teacher I have to be a nurse, it has to be something practical so when I go out to the world yeah. I have this practical tool in my hands to help people so I always had this thing I think that I wanted to work with people and help people but my perspective of, what, of being a missionary was was narrow mm. And so now I, I would say that being in the mission field is wherever you are, whatever God's put in your hands to do to reach people.
0: Well, well I mean, I can understand a perspective like that. So you went at what age to Egypt?
1: Um, I think I was nine or ten. Wow. Yeah. And
0: Egypt is quite Muslim, isn't it?
1: Very Muslim, yeah. So you went
0: there as Christian missionaries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did, what was that like?
1: I think we were pretty protected, like my parents protected us from a lot and I, I know that a lot of stuff did go down, um, like scary things and there was secret police watching our family. Watching you? Um, and trying to stop us in the street and so yeah, there were some scary times, some of the scariest times in my life would go back to Egypt. Um, but um, I. I was able to see how God provides and how my parents just had such a beautiful faith to know that God would be there for them in all circumstances. But yeah, not an easy place to be a Christian.
0: I would imagine. I mean, obviously, you went there as a missionary, but uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what what was that experience? What's your recollection of that as? as an adult back to your childhood then was that a good experience or was that
1: yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't replace it yeah wow um it's just definitely given me a broader perspective of people in the world which i think's important and really good um i mean that
0: would have been so different from western new south wales yeah. to being been egypt hmm very muslim
1: i know so we were part um we went as independents not connected to any church um so right off my parents who had to have faith that god would provide because there was no church support um, no you had no income no they went with what they had in their bank and that was it so wow um i do remember days when we didn't have money for food and then my parents Praying, and then the next day opening the door, and there'd be boxes there, things like that. Um, so I've seen lots of cool miracles like that, um, and one story that I will never forget is Dad used to. So he was a chaplain on an American Air Force base. He ran a Bible college for Sudanese men. Um, did lots of underground preaching, and I remember one story they've told me was. They had to hide hide in trains, hide in chicken coops, just so they didn't get caught, things like that. So,
0: so the, I think it was
1: pretty intense life.
0: So your family got known to be missionaries, or, or they were, you said I'd, the secret police were even. Yeah,
1: or... the secret police watched you all the time.
0: My goodness. Yeah.
1: So, So one time... what a different
0: upbringing there. Yeah, I
1: know. One time we had all these Bibles in our car that we were... Oh, we borrowed a car. We didn't have a car. Um, And Dad wasn't with us. And I remember um, a car chasing us. My mum would have... Must have been petrified. It was just my brother and I. And I remember then all of a sudden these people ran across the road to barricade across the road. To stop us. Somehow, we got past angels. I don't know. Um... Went down a street, mum somehow managed to reverse park into this spot and we ducked and there was just people going up and down looking for us but didn't see us. It was amazing. What? I know. But that was the scariest moment of my life, people chasing you through the streets.
0: I can only imagine. Mm. Shivers. But you you said you you don't regret that time at all, growing up.
1: No, I mean, it's given me such a broad perspective. Probably there would have been occasions when I would be like, just take me home to Australia and mm-hmm. let me be a normal kid. Um, Did you
0: have a no. good relationship with mum and dad then? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Super close.
0: Wow.
1: It's yeah. so weird when I think about it. So they would have been a bit younger than me.
0: Wow, well, when they oh, were doing that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, oh, what a thing, hey, to take know, your yeah. children over to a, a
1: Another <laughs> distant
0: nation. Um, but uh, they are the things that shape us often, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And like you said, obviously, with what you ended up doing and what you've done with your life, um, you'd say that that inspired you in some way?
1: Um, yeah, I knew that I always wanted to be um, with people which is my, my parents always had an open door, like people would come and stay all the time. Um, I, yeah, they totally have influenced, wow. shaped me. Mm.
0: Who, who else, um, so your parents obviously yeah, had a great impact on your life. Are there other people in your world that you would say, you said Donna as well, your mother-in-law now, yep. um, that have
1: impacted you in that way? question. There's been a few um, older people in our life that I like respect and love a lot and um, a lady in Tasmania that her and her husband have a church down there, she just always, every time we'd bring out an issue of white, she'd encourage and write, and she's always been someone there for us I'm mm. um, like Bev at our church, Bev's another woman that I would
0: um, Bev Murrow.
1: look up to yeah. and love dearly um, Other shaping people. I'm not sure.
0: That's so cool. So what you went from Egypt. Then where did you go next? It was.
1: Yep. So, um, they w- they knew that their time in Egypt was coming to an end, um, and they felt to move to Scotland. So we packed up and left with everything we could carry. And a guy came with us just to check out to see, because he used to be the um, interpreter for my dad and he was a Canadian. Mm. Um, He came with us to see if maybe God wanted him to move to Scotland too. Um, But when he came back, he got arrested and his family had to leave Egypt. I think they had 24 hours to pack up. Oh, wow. So it was the right time. Um, but yeah, my my dad became an itinerant minister and used to preach, just travel and preach, and studied his theology, um, a bachelor in theology while he was there.
0: In Scotland. let go. Oh wow. <laughs> what was your experience there? Was that a?
1: Um, that was probably harder for me, I think. Yeah. Because I went from being a homeschool kid, um, probably more sheltered thrown into so i think we moved nine times in the first eight weeks so oh, i went to a, i went to a public school and then i got sent to a private girls school and then i got moved to catholic school so being a shy kid found that really hard in those teenage years so i would have been like year eight or something like i can only imagine
0: yeah. Did you end up going to a traditional school then um, for the rest of your schooling?
1: When we moved back to Australia, so most of my schooling in Glasgow was at a Catholic school and then back to a public school in Australia. Wow. Which was equally as hard. Did not like high school.
0: Oh, I mean, it, coming from two very different oh, cultures, no. you would have. Uh, not being used to even Australian culture in a lot of ways. Well, I
1: got known very quickly as like the Christian girl. I don't think people liked that and I used to get spat at and tripped up and food thrown at me, so. Gosh. Not pleasant memories.
0: Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't (laughs) have even had an Australian accent.
1: I think, no, probably not. No. Pretty. Pretty. Wild, you would have been, been and you I mean what's
0: your mum's background?
1: She's Egyptian so she was born there but in around she, when she was 12 there was wars in the Middle East so her parents um her dad worked for Shell petrol so they had a little bit of money moved the family to Australia.
0: Wow. So, you obviously have, you look at something. Look something. Egyptian. Yeah, people yeah, often would,
1: don't know what it is. What it like, is, what right? Are you? But uh, Egyptian, yeah, you Australian. come
0: back to Australia, you've got this strange accent, you've lived in these different cultures, and then you have to.
1: Oh, do you know what it is? You may remember I tricked people for quite some time that I was Pete Sampras's sister. <laughs> I <laughs> would believe that. Me. <laughs> I could see that.
0: I could see that. Oh. He, he was big in those days. It's well played. Yeah. So funny. Wow, so school was a bit tough. Mm. Yeah. When, when did, I mean, obviously your family were very Christian, the missionaries.
1: Yes.
0: When did you say that you found God then or, or, or really for your, for yourself? Was it on the mission field or was it?
1: I feel like I've, um, since a little kid, I've never really been, I've never been away from God. Um but I think um, he's always been a center of my life, but I've probably in the last few years has been the most significant um, growth and learning and trust and mm. knowing that this is true and real.
0: It's interesting because I know a little bit in the recent days, you've definitely been through some, uh, well, you'd say a season of trial, mm-hmm. um, yes. which has been, oh, I mean, it's been quite public in the media and you, you both have done an outstanding job and being true to yourself and, and, and um, yeah, managed that really well. But that definitely does, you ask questions as an individual, don't you, about your life, God? really does i would say at least for myself i'd say yeah
1: Yeah, no um definitely and i think through the whole last um, couple of years we've really been able to know that we have a solid rock underneath us and that god's peace is around us um and i kind of i saw a vision this week of um after the service on sunday with lynn Mm. what was the verse she said i just I wrote it down, Oh, it's at Act Seventeen. Yeah. He lives. Um, uh, I wrote it down it, yeah, down.
0: lives, moves, and we're, in, in him, him. In him. We, we live, live, move, live. and find our being or our identity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so I had all these things happen this week, and it made me have a, a vision of um, each of us um, as God lovers, and how He doesn't promise us this smooth journey, but He promises us that He'll always be with us and it was like not a bubble but this glow that was around us when we're connected up to him Um, and how he's always there he's never not there no matter what happens and what highs and lows so that's something that I've really like I know, I know that for sure, no doubt Um, despite some of the yucky stuff that we've been through What's
0: what's the toughest thing for you personally over the recent days? And what's
1: maybe feeling rejected. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm-hmm.
0: I would say that is the toughest human emotional thing that anyone walks through. I would agree with that.
1: And I think I've come through a journey of knowing my identity. Yeah. So that's been super interesting. Um, and one verse that we um, that I've written on our window it goes beauty for ashes, um, joy for mourning, wow. praise for heaviness. I am for your glory.
0: Wow. And that just it's I think
1: there's just been a few verses last year that we've meditated on that have just really um, just in our heart like we know that He's with us. Um, despite the rejection or the hate or what people say that Mm. um, he's there it's
0: astounding I mean knowing you both I wouldn't say there's two more loving and accepting people that I personally know Um,
1: thank you
0: but it's interesting how the very strength of one's life becomes the very thing that sometimes is challenged
1: Mm. yeah it's difficult when you feel like you're misrepresented yeah that um we just have to sit back and like it's there's no point fighting or because that's not loving we just have to sit back and let god do his thing like he he started a work in us and it's not finished um so we just have to sit back and trust that he's got this wow
0: one last question I have for you. I know you, you said part of Luke's business or uh, the motivation is to help businesses find their purpose. Mm. A, that's a really cool kind of vision for a company to have to release other people their purpose. Is that something that you both kind of feel called to, even for the future ahead?
1: Um, I think so. I don't know what the future holds and that's this year's been a whole tricky year because I'm like well I could do this and I could do that Um, we know that we definitely want to create something new together that we're still passionate about marriage about relationships about people yeah Um, I don't know how what what it is
0: what that looks like
1: yeah wow but yeah Luke said to me a few times he's like what are we going to do together I miss doing something with you like
0: so you've got a Maybe. a blank canvas in some way. Yeah. But a blank canvas can be something of quite uh, like it even be frustrating at times. Mm. But yeah. you obviously feel that there's a, a purpose upon your life and even as a couple.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We we do feel very strongly about marriage and couples um, and and for people just to see to know God's freedom in their life um, and experience the freedom and the love that He has for us. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, you both are inspiring, and uh, yeah, with uh, with the little I know and have seen and observed of your lives, uh, yeah, it's inspiring. So, yes. I want to thank you, Carla, for oh. spending time with me, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I know that just hearing Carla's story today, you will be inspired. And uh, yeah, check them out. Um, they're incredible people. And uh, thank you, Ian Carla.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure.